7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a, one of the great days for me. Uh, I've, yeah, I came here to do what I enjoy most, uh, to help and to give uh, a, a destitute uh, old uh, woman where this her house burned. Uh, so now uh, we were called and asked by the municipality uh, to donate this house. But we went... Even more than what they asked, we gave them a good house, a, a, a three-bedroom house, um, fully finished, fencing, a house that is built out of building out of building technology. So, 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 so we gave them a grocery also that will last them uh, for for a year. This comes from the fact that, you know, when I when at my at the age of 18 years, when I could not go to school because there was no money, there was no home. Then I went to work as a security guard, living in a shack. Uh, I never imagined, I never imagined uh, to see myself uh, live this type of life, you know what I mean? So now when God has blessed me, gave more, it's a pleasure for me to give a, a bag, especially the house, because I know the feeling uh, of not having a house, the dignity that you lose. You know, the consequences, especially a rainy day like today, you know, so I know the consequences. It's like I enjoy this more than buying myself any good. I enjoy this more than anything because it reminds me where I come from. It reminds me uh, also, uh, also it, it, it reminds me that if I want God to bless me more, I must continue doing this. Good evening, everybody, and thank you for staying with us on SAFM and for joining us on SAFM Spot On. I'm Tavis Amosia. Katla Khamudiba and Timothy produced the show, and Patrick Munana is our technical producer. That opening clip is from uh, Chipa United boss and chairman, uh, Mr. Sivu Mpengyesi, who continues to give back to the communities that have supported him over the years. And tonight he delivered another house to a family in East London, and that's what he was talking about in that clip. And uh, well done uh, to the chairman there for what he's doing. It's not the first time that is handing out houses and building houses for people who need them even finishing them and even buying them groceries and long may you be blessed and long may it continue chairman of Chippa United Mr. Chippa Mpingyesi tonight on the show we will have part two of the conversation that we started last week about the state of basketball in the country we could not finish it in 30 or 40 minutes we actually did not realize how complex the, 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 the challenges were in basketball and we promised then to bring them back this evening the Friends of Basketball Movement to talk to us about um, their concerns and why they are calling for Basketball South Africa leadership uh, or Basketball South Africa rather to be placed under administration and the Friends of Basketball is made up of former players, current players and coaches and they started a petition which led to the movement and the hashtag FixSABasketball and last week we spoke to former national team women's captain Imali Dwaba Diesel and a former SA women's coach Kimati Toboti about those, those issues and Coach Kim is back with us tonight as well as Yoliso Lumka, who is a friend and a lover of uh, basketball, also uh, with Wiltshire South Africa basketball, and uh, they will then um, tell us more about what we were talking about last week. But we also thought that it was only fair, as we promised last week, to try and balance the scales. And we've also invited Basketball South Africa to give us their side of the story. And the president, Mr. Sanelem Tiana, would have loved to join us tonight, but it's his birthday, and his family is hosting a surprise birthday party for him. Oh. 
I guess it's not a surprise anymore if I've just mentioned it. But he won't be able to speak to us tonight. But uh, the deputy, uh, Spongila Fondini, is already on the line and will talk to us about just a basketball in South Africa. So that's what's coming up on the show. And uh, if you have any comments, any questions, you can send your comments to 061-4104107. That's our voice note number for WhatsApp, 061 04107. You can SMS us to 41391 or you can call us directly to 011-714-2006. We ended up having people calling us from all over the country last week just talking to us about some of the challenges and basketball in their region. So this is your opportunity now. We've got a representative from boxing, from Basketball South Africa rather uh, to talk to us this evening. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. And we are joined on the line then by Spongile Fondin, Deputy President of Basketball South Africa. Good evening, Spongile. Thank you very much, sir, for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Uh, good evening, Budi, uh, and obviously good evening uh, to the listeners of SAFM, especially those who follow uh, sport and basketball in particular. Thank you. Do you also want to send a birthday message to the President? That is so... Uh, you are everywhere, my brother. I have to give it to you. And obviously, uh, the president could not join us uh, uh, tonight. Was looking forward to actually having this interview, uh, being his birthday today. You know, the family said, hey, just for once, it's your birthday. Uh, can the family, you know, take uh, you know first priority and deal with us? So hence, I, I I'm stepping in for him. Uh, thank Happy you. birthday to the president. Yeah, and <laughs> thanks to you. Uh, thanks for you for reminding us about that one. <laughs> thank you, and we accept the replacement from the president. He really would have loved to be with us tonight. But family you, always, always comes first, yes. folks. In yes, your in yes, your opinion, course. Deputy President, I mean, how would you describe the state of basketball in South Africa at the moment? Uh, well, Tabi, so first and foremost, I think uh, 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 I need to clarify from the onset that uh, the current situation that the game of basketball is in uh, is the most difficult one. And obviously, as someone that I know for sure has been following basketball even uh, in your hometown in Port Elizabeth, you'll be aware that this was once one of the sports uh, that had great potential to become one of the top uh, sporting codes in the country. And you know the history, uh, you know the background in the last 10 years. And obviously, uh, for us, as, 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 as the current leadership that has actually been there uh, for the past four years or so, uh, the situation has not been nice at all. Uh, because we grew, out, we grew up within a uh, Basketball, and we have matured within basketball. We have led at different levels. We have seen all of these challenges uh, which have come up over the years. And obviously, the state that we are in is not a desirable one, uh, given the fact that uh, for quite a long time, uh, I think dating back as far as 2010 and even even earlier than that, uh, you know, when uh, NBA as well as FIBA, uh, you know, have been uh, trying to uh, 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 take on board basketball South Africa as you know, uh, the federation that they can actually uh, use or mobilize in order to get into the continent of Africa. And for years, they had not had the the breakthrough in order to be able to achieve that up until now. So the last four years alone, have been quite difficult, if I, I can tell you the truth. And you know the, what has been happening, and you know the history, and you know the frustration from the players, the coaches, and the administrators, and so on. And it's the work that we have taken upon ourselves, uh, you know, as a young leadership, uh, to embark on cleaning basketball, because the things that have continued to collapse basketball over the past uh, terms of other leaders have been the same things that we have found, uh, you know, to be there even when we're left to lead the, the game of basketball uh, from 2016. So uh, we are very much aware of 
of the frustrations that are there. And we have been working with our stakeholders uh, since we came on board. And, and obviously, uh, those that are in the know, uh, they would actually know about the investigations that we have undertaken. Uh, under very difficult circumstances, uh, all all of those were done in the interest of making sure that we clean our sport and we make sure that by the time we deliver the sport uh, to the next leadership, it's a sport that can actually uh, be taken forward uh, 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 with, with the much needed credibility. And for those not familiar maybe with, with, with the challenges, Deputy President, what are some of the challenges? Uh, well, basically, the, some of the challenges, uh, it, it, it's a background that we've in fact uh, been uh, uh, giving uh, to wherever when we were called to account for our sport. Remember, the situation that we're actually in now is not a situation that we have created. It's a situation that we have discovered. Uh, so. And it's a situation where we found ourselves uh, to be in the middle of it. We said to ourselves, we are not going to run away, even when there were people who were trying to push us away because there were quite serious things that we have uncovered. And those were the things that we thought have stumbled basketball for quite a long time and have created basketball to today. So as leadership, uh, the, the challenges that we've actually found when we were in fact in charge of the federation was maladministration. When things were not done the correct way, that's where the actual problem started. And we also realized at the same time that these were the very, very, very same problem that collapsed basketball even previously, even before uh, 2016. So we took it upon ourselves because in 2012, we were there uh, when uh, uh, President Uman uh, Sela uh, Maleka was still the president and many others which were put under administration by Saskok then. We were called because I was a chairperson of the province even back then uh, in the Eastern Cape. So we were all at, at, at Saskok House. And, you know, the message that was there was very clear. And that's the reason why even Saskok back then disbanded the entire uh, uh, Basketball South Africa board, mainly because there were some people who failed in their fiduciary duties uh, to take into task those that were leading, whilst others know nothing behind. Yes, those people were still in the very same leadership. So we, we took it upon ourselves to say, look, we've got the energy. We have what it takes to clean basketball because our interest in the, in the game of basketball has always been one, and that is to see basketball grow and to see basketball uh, uh, propel in uh, South Africa. So basically, uh, the challenges that we have undercovered, therefore, uh, uh, we, we uncovered, therefore, uh, uh, Tadiso, are the ones that have actually now caused the very same people so suddenly uh, to make so much, uh, 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 you know, uh, 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 movements and obviously and campaigns, mainly because now we got to a point that is very much critical, where now we are in a position, after all the struggles that we've had, to deliver what we've been working on in terms of cleaning the sport of basketball. In 2018, in the last AGM that we actually had, uh, and, and again, this one was in Johannesburg, uh, where, in fact, we tabled the turnaround strategy, uh, along with the turnaround strategy, already there was a report that was eleven. That forensic report has been there, and it's a forensic report that has actually opened our eyes in as far as how much wrong has been done in basketball South Africa. We are happy at where we are now because the reason why we have so many people crying now is mainly because we've got to a point where we are able to deliver what we have uncovered. Uh, and obviously, even last year in December, we had our own AGM where our members by before I go any further. Basketball, like any other sporting code, the system is very clear. We are constituted by structures that are based in all nine provinces, plus associate members that are affiliated to the basketball of South Africa. 
and all of these structures. And hence it is, uh, you know, a, a, a rather unfortunate at times like these. We are rather, you know, uh, pushed to a corner uh, to give accountability uh, to, uh, <laughs> what you call it, constituency that is not even affiliated or connected to the sport of basketball. Our constituency, you know, is, has a clear understanding as to exactly what is happening even at this point in time. Uh, our last meeting where we're briefing our members, obviously with the work that we've been doing even during uh, the period of the COVID-19, was tabled uh, to all our members. All eight instances were in attendance or represented in that particular meeting, and some of them where there's, there's, there, there, there are provinces that are put under administration. Uh, the representatives from the Sports Confederation attended that particular meeting. Because it's a work that we have been making them understand as to exactly what part are we taking in terms of addressing all of these issues in basketball. So, uh, 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 I'm here, uh, in other words, again, uh, obviously, uh, uh, so to give accountability mm. as much as we know that, uh, you know, the, 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 the situation that the game is running itself on is being created by people who are pushing a certain agenda. Before we get there, what is the current state of the provinces then that you mentioned? Are they all in good standing as of today? Well, that's a very important one. <laughs> you see, you've got so many people, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 chasing, you know, the leadership at national level. One of the key problems that we actually have even at the moment is precisely even at district level. Uh, if you remember, uh, Uma Mukasa, uh, uh, the other year, a uh, presenter, he pitched your report. Mm. Uh, you know, hey, we were hit so hard. I was uh, there, uh, actually, uh, to, I remember. Yeah, you were there. So mm. you, we were hit so hard. And between myself and you, you understand exactly why the EPG, uh, you know, uh, uh, is there and what it seeks to achieve. Our provinces, you know, are malfunctional even at this level. Those are the things that we wanted to fix, amongst other things that we said we wanted to do. When we got in charge in 2016, uh, uh, in 2016 in particular, uh, one of the things that actually done was to go and see the department, in particular the DG, to say, hey, DG, uh, there's a lot of work that we need to do in basketball. As we speak to you now, some of the challenges that we have, you've got people who are playing in leagues uh, in the provinces at district level, and none of them are registered or are under any system uh, that is recognized by Basketball South Africa. That on its own presents challenges. And you, 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 you can't simply go forward if you still have challenges such as those. And hence, even uh, we decided to embark on creating a strategy that seeks to address those situations. So the state of basketball at district level is still, is still very, 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 very far behind in terms of addressing the issues of administration and maladministration. So hence, we are even appealing to people, you know, uh, it's not nice to come and defend my sport in a very, very, uh, you know, a negative attack such as this one because it does not do any good for the image of our sport. I would have rather happy to tell you about what is actually happening and I would have been happy uh, to even hear people coming in to say, hey, look, I am from Pumalanga, uh, uh, um, this is what we are doing in our district and this is what we have achieved in our district because you cannot have a stronger basketball South Africa if you still continue to have weak district structures in the ground. Mm. You look even a club, basketball is very simple. You, the club is constituted in a certain format where you are supposed to have a men's team and you are supposed to have a, a women's team, we are supposed to have a female team, referees and coaches. That constitutes you know, a foundation that will actually assist the sport to sustain itself None of anyone is, 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 is taking that into consideration. Now, you tell me, how do we then build a stronger basketball South Africa if we're too concerned about what the National Federation is doing when we are doing nothing uh, even on ground level? So that's what we are pushing. 
And I'm saying this with passion, Tadiso, because even my myself, I run my own club. Mm-hmm. I've got the women's team. I've got the men's team. I understand the principle of assisting or contributing to the development of basketball. So that's where we are. So the strategy that we've put forward seeks to address some of those issues for which other people are opposed to. But over and above that is to make sure that Whatever that we are doing, you know, uh, it's something that we have not carried out on by ourselves because we knew that we have to be guided even by our stakeholders. We have briefed FIBA on this particular uh, strategy, even the thing that we have uncovered uh, in 2018. Uh, we have continued to brief them even last year. Uh, we went on to represent, make a representation at the World Congress of FIBA last year during the World Cup in China, for which they also given us their feedback. Uh, that feedback is there. It's the very same feedback that we've actually been extending to our members so that they can actually also understand. So now when it comes to the provinces, we still have uh, about four provinces that are yet to go to elections themselves. Even okay. there, we are, yeah. Let's, let's just yeah. hold that. I just want to take a quick break. I don't want you to get cut off. Deputy President of Basketball South Africa, Mr. Spongi Lafondini, just giving us an overview of the state of basketball in the country following the concerns raised by the Friends of Basketball Movement, who we'll speak to later on the show. They've got that hashtag that's been doing the rounds on social media, Fix SA Basketball. Sport on on SAFM. Still talking to the Deputy President of Basketball South Africa. You can send us your voice notes to 061-4104-107. I see there are a couple that are already coming in and we'll play them shortly. But I just wanted to find out, Deputy President, that if then you, uh, some of the provinces are not in good standing, then why then would you go ahead with an AGM? Because from the information that we have, you're going ahead with an AGM. Should the provinces not be sorted out first? Uh, well, uh, leading up to the HM itself, uh, uh, so uh, hence I'm saying uh, some people, you know, are, 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 are economical about the truth out there because uh, we have resolved to address the issues of those provinces ahead of the HM itself. And we've put out a strategy, and I, I think that strategy is out there which tells exactly which process we are going to follow uh, before getting to the AGM. We are very much clear that, you know, uh, we need to be properly constituted even going to the AGM. So uh, the issue of the provinces, in fact, soon after we, we completed our last meeting, which it was a briefing meeting to all our members, we will put that strategy uh, for the visit to the provinces. And you'll be also aware that Gauteng uh, has scheduled its own HM. Uh, uh, I'm not sure uh, when, 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 when I tell you, but I think uh, the elective one has been scheduled by Gauteng. Uh, They've also struggled uh, to get the provinces, uh, you know, to get the province there, uh, you know, to convene its own election. So we, we are addressing that as well. So will you be able to do all these things in a month and a few weeks that you've outlined, including the registration of all members, including the finalization of elections for provincial association, executive committees, including the AGM? Uh, much of the work, uh, uh, Tabi, so, you know, it has been done since our last AGM. Uh, this strategy is not a new strategy. It's a strategy that has been adopted the last year, at the last year's uh, AGM, by the way, Tabiso. And obviously, uh, during the period which we were also on lockdown, uh, we've been able to do other things uh, for which we have already presented to our members during the last briefing. So we are quite confident that with the strategy that we put in place and with the commitment that we are now receiving uh, from the provinces, uh, including the provincial sports consideration, that we will, we will definitely get to a point where uh, we are able to do all of these things within the period that we have set for ourselves in. Uh, remember, uh, we also, uh, you know, worked and consulted with our stakeholders, including FIBA, uh, you know, uh, uh, the department, we have briefed the minister uh, in writing, obviously, we've been seeking to sit with him, uh, obviously, uh, since he's a new minister. We have met with other previous ministers, uh, uh, they're very much aware about the challenges that are there in basketball, and uh, we've made those presentations. Obviously, uh, the strategy that we've got there is a strategy that has been informed 
engagement with our stakeholders as well, for which uh, they also appreciate these things need to be done. And obviously, uh, they, we need to find you know uh, creative ways in terms of making sure that we bring basketball uh, to compliance in its entirety. So who attended this last meeting that you keep referring to, uh, the president's meeting, I assume, if some of the provinces are under administration or don't have executives? Uh, well, uh, basically, let me just once again clarify that uh, we held a meeting which was a meeting intended to brief uh, our members, all our members, by the way, including our associate members, Tabiso, uh, who, pre- who, who attended that meeting. So in provinces where we had provinces which are under administration, like, for instance, in Gauteng, uh, we had, you know, interim structures that have been put in place there, uh, represented by uh, the, the Provincial Sports Confederation there. In Pumalanga, uh, it was a similar case in Pumalanga uh, last year we had meetings with the districts there uh, there was a resolution that was taken in terms of who must lead in Pumalanga in the interim uh, the representative there obviously which was recommended by the meeting as well as the sports confederation uh, did attend that meeting so it was a similar case even uh, uh, in the Northern Cape and obviously the only province that was not there uh, uh, was, was, was in Pompo uh, uh, obviously KwaZulu Natal itself uh, is scheduled to go to its own election so basically uh, those four provinces were also represented by over and above that, our associate member, USA Basketball, Wheelchair Basketball, Masters, uh, as well as, 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 they were all in attendance, in other way. So it was a meeting of our members, not precisely a, a meeting that was uh, uh, for people. And is that, was that meeting empowered then to take the decisions that it took? Uh, it, 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 let me explain again, Tabisa, that this was a meeting that was intended to brief the members. The members then referred every discussion that was taken in that particular meeting to the normal process of basketball South Africa. So which, which that meeting the NGC or uh, the NEC? Yeah, you know, no, 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 the meeting referred the process that will be undertaken moving forward. Remember, like I said to you, we had to brief the members because our strategy and the resolutions that were taken in December last year were halted were halted because of the situation that we found ourselves in. So we needed to come back to the members to give them the briefing as to exactly how far have we gone in as far as, as, as the resolution that I've taken in the workshop as well as during the AGM last year. Some of them which needed to be implemented uh, before the end of March, before the end of March this year. So the meeting itself obviously was dealing with that report back and obviously in that particular update. We've looked at things that can still be continued in a manner in which they were taken in terms of the decision that we've taken in December. So we did not create any new decision during the meeting. And the, the, but I mean, there's a communication that went out, outcomes of the president's meeting held virtually yes. on the 17th of October, and I've mentioned some of those pointers. So I'm saying, did okay. that meeting have the power then to, to, to give out some of, uh, to make these decisions? Okay. You, you mean which decisions? Uh, I thought you were going to refer to those specific decisions. Uh, like I said just now, that the decision that we... When you finalize the... Regi- you said you'll finalize the registration of all basketball members, the election of provincial associations, executive committees, yes. and AGM. Yes. So you're saying that meeting had the power? No, all of those... Hence, I'm trying to explain to you, Tabi, so that all of those resolutions emanate from our last AGM, which was held in 2019, in 2019 December. So we could not move and comply with deadlines and the times that we set ourselves to drive that particular strategy. So the meeting that we held on the 17th of, uh, of October was updating our members. We were not putting in front any new strategies or taking any new decisions. So we are in fact uh, uh, going back to what we are resolved in, in last year. Even though the subject matter or the, the subject of the 
email says outcomes of the president's meeting. You're saying you were just updating them. You didn't take any decisions at this specific meeting, yeah, yeah. if I hear you those correctly. Out- yeah, yes, th- those were outcomes in a sense, Tabi. So should there have been things that were in fact, uh, you know, uh, decided upon that they must no longer be carried out? Those things should have been, must be pronounced after the meeting uh, when, when Tabi. So uh, to say that uh, uh, these are the decisions that we have put forward uh, from the previous AGM, we could not carry those decisions or resolutions. We came back and we addressed the members because we had a situation which has uh, caused us not to do all of those things. We still had to go back to our members to say these are now the decisions that we are continuing and that we are still saying that we are going to carry them out. Now, they are now coming mm. from the update meeting that we've actually had. Okay, I hear you, Deputy yes. President. Let's take some of yeah. the voice notes. Good evening, Tabiso. Um, let me just say, before you even start the interview, you mustn't claim that they did organize ABC. The only thing the, the ba- Basketball South Africa did in the five years is to take the main seniors to Afro Basket. That's it. That's it. So you mustn't lie about other things. We are listening today and we don't want any lies. Thank you. My presenter, good evening and your listeners. Uh, I would like to remain anonymous. Deputy President, please don't, don't give people false information. Free State, when it comes to basketball, Basketball estate. Please, Mr. Mr. Deputy President, come to the free state and see what is happening with basketball. Because we love basketball. We grew up playing basketball. We played for the province. But right now, basketball is dead. Anonymous in, in free state. Thanks for those uh, voice notes there. Uh, Free State is the second time we get a call from the Free State Deputy President to say basketball is dead in in that region. How do you respond? Uh, well, uh, uh, obviously, Tabiso, again, uh, this goes back uh, to some of the issues that I've highlighted earlier on uh, in terms of encouraging people to go back uh, to, their, to, their, to their structures and obviously try and understand how we are running these programs in a district level, including a uh, free state. We've got a leadership there that has been active for some time. And and, and obviously, Anonymous, I would encourage him uh, uh, to engage uh, with the provincial structure there uh, in terms of understanding what are the programs that are currently being run there. Uh, there are active programs that are running at district level, various districts there that are actually running programs there. And obviously, people like him, uh, to voice out and make the contribution to make sure that the sport moves and to make sure that uh, the structure there uh, becomes stronger. Uh, 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 that's my message I can actually say to him uh, to Mr. Anonymous for now Mm. and then uh, just going back to what you said earlier it seems like you'll correct me if I'm wrong it seems like you don't recognize this Friends of Basketball movement they're the ones that are raising concerns they've got the fist Fix SA Basketball hashtag they're even writing letters Uh, am I correct to say you don't recognize them Uh, basically uh, like I've try to explain to you so that we are a federation that is constituted through nine provinces and those nine provinces are the ones that we actually recognize and over and above that we recognize associate members which are affiliated to basketball south africa as it mentioned who are those structures mm. uh, 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 and obviously uh, people uh, 
whom I do not know, Chabiso, uh, some of them could be people that are actually not even registered with Passport South Africa, or could be people who are disgruntled with some of the decisions that we have taken now. So I would not be in a position to entertain those because our focus is very straightforward. Our focus is on making sure that we deliver the mandate that we have at the moment, that is the mandate of fixing basketball. We've got a strategy that we work on, and obviously the circumstances, like I said, are not the simplest one. I'll tell you this why when I, when I, when I uh, mm. uh, tell you. So in 2016, when we came in, for two to three years, we were frustrated. I hear someone saying that the only thing that we have done was to take uh, the team to the Afro basket. If one would go back and try and understand how did we manage to even deliver that, because at that time, the department itself was frustrating us, did not give us the support that was needed for us to take the team to the Afro basket. We went to Afro basket uh, 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 in qualifiers. We came back and we came and qualified here in South Africa. We subsequently qualified to go to, uh, uh, to Senegal. And all of that was done without any support coming from elsewhere. And given, even over and above that, when Tadiso, uh, 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 it was actually the very same time when we were doing the issues of basketball being taken by the very same people who were in fact pushing the agenda for things not to go on. Even from so, the lottery, you were not getting support? What, we did not remember, Tabi, so those are the issues that we are addressing. I'm glad that you are bringing this up by yourself. There was a funding of up to $10 million that was, in fact, given to Basketball South Africa. Prior, we took charge. These are the things that are now out there. These are the things that, in fact, even the investigation has uncovered. This is the money we could not even access because it was paid through SASCO. These are the monies when we were, in fact, trying to take the team to Senegal, they could not give us. But you managed to take the team to qualifiers, and the team qualified uh, to go to the Afro basket for the first time since 2011. So it so sounds no like part- your concerns are the same concerns that the Friends of Basketball Movement also have. They seem to be similar. Then why would you not recognize them? You know, the issue is 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 is, is the misguidance uh, that is there, is a misconception that is there, is out there. These things that I'm actually uh, uh, giving you update on, Tabiso, are the things that we are in fact updating all our members. In the, in, the, in, the, in the platforms which I have ex- already explained, we understand they are frustrating some of them. We understand the frustrations that are on the ground. And hence, we ourselves, we are saying we are happy now we've gotten to a point where we're going to be able to deliver basketball. We're going to deliver basketball to the next leadership. We're going to deliver a clean basketball because all the things that were a stumbling block would by that time be addressed. What's the state of basketball right now under level one? Is basketball back? Uh, so, uh, basketball is back. Uh, you would recall uh, also that uh, last week we delivered a very successful uh, uh, Super Sport wheelchair basketball series in Mandeville, Johannesburg. Uh, uh, it was the first elite competition that we've done. Uh, it went so very well. Uh, it signaled uh, the return of basketball. Uh, obviously, the provinces themselves, uh, there are guidelines that we've put forward, uh, which are informed by the directions that we got from the uh, Gazette, the current Gazette, and actually, uh, you know, uh, 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 guiding us under this particular level as well as, uh, as the uh, guidance that we got from FIBA Africa. So the sport is back. Uh, so provinces can begin uh, to run tournaments, obviously through a process of applying to basketball South Africa through the provincial uh, 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 structures of basketball and obviously uh, up to basketball South Africa where we can actually give the necessary permissions when we are happy with the assessment and the safety protocols that will be put in place. Basketball is back, uh, so, and I'm glad it's also back at the same time when we ourselves as a leadership you know, want to want to make sure that we go to the AGM and over, over, the, over, the, over the, beyond the AGM we'll be able to go to the election.
Okay, let's park it there for now. Deputy President of Basketball South Africa, Spongi Lefondili, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate it. We just want to bring the Friends of Basketball Movement also on the line, but we don't want to cat fight to people just arguing and talking over each other. We just want to make sure we get all the facts and all the points, uh, firstly from both parties. So we're going to leave Mr. Fondini for now, but we appreciate that you actually took our call and the fact that you have come on air, even though the president couldn't come on, but the, nobody ran away. You decided to come on as the deputy president and we respect that and we're going to continue having these conversations. Uh, tell you so, thank you for a wonderful show, my brother, and once again, thanks for the opportunity to give us uh, uh, this uh, opportunity to uh, address uh, you on this issue. Anytime, 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 Deputy President. Thank you for that. Before I go to the break, uh, do we have more voice notes? Okay, we're going to play them later. Let's just take a quick break and we'll come back with the Friends of Basketball Movement. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Let's bring back the Friends of Basketball Movement. We're joined by Yuli Swalumka, HPC Director, Wheelchair SA Basketball, uh, who's also a basketball lover. Let's call it basketball lover. And also Coach Kim is back on the line. Good evening and thank you for joining us, both of you. Good evening, Tabiso. Thank you. Sincerely, because we didn't speak to you last week, in your opinion, how do you describe the state of basketball in the country? Uh, for me, one word, dysfunctional. And why is that? Who's to blame? Who should be held responsible? We are to blame, truthfully speaking. People like myself, people who love the sport, people who've invested in the sport, who've allowed the sport to fall into disrepair. So I think the one thing I will agree with with the deputy president, it's definitely been a difficult four years mm. that since they've been in power, without a doubt. Um, I definitely don't agree with him about the position that we, as people who are interested in basketball and interested in sport and making sure that development at the ground level in particular happens for creating opportunities for our children out there, we're not pushing agendas. The president. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. We we want to see basketball back alive, being played. So if you remember, basketball at some stage in South Africa was the fastest growing sport, mm. not so long ago, and all of that being wiped out. That's actually where I wanted to go because the deputy president said that I'm from PE and we love basketball there. There used to be so many basketball courts around PE. You had no choice but to play basketball, and that's how we grew we grew into the sport. How is the state in the Eastern Cape now? Is it also dysfunctional? Extremely. Um, it's again interesting to me that you ask the question about how many provinces are in good standing. Mm. Um, because that, that, that's also a question, unfortunately, that I don't think there is actual clarity on. But without a doubt, in the Eastern Cape, we're not moving along nicely and swiftly and happily. Um, as BSA would like us to believe, and I do believe that that's also the state in most of the provinces in the country. Districts are dysfunctional. Um, and again, what we're requesting at this stage is that basketball is dysfunctional. We as people who are interested in basketball would like to get basketball back on track. Um, we have a constitution, which unfortunately some portions of it the rules, the regulations, the guidelines have not been followed. Um, and I think that's why when you ask the question again, who's to blame? Mm. We, I, we cannot finger point. We as the people are to blame. And, we, and what we are doing now with the movement is taking responsibility and fixing it. Can the current leadership take SA Basketball forward? I do not believe so. 
Coach Kim, we, we've brought you back. We've heard from the Deputy President about the state of basketball, but what's your response? Is there anything you want to respond to? What is that to say tonight? Uh, good evening, Tabitha, and good evening to the listeners. Um, I think, uh, let me start with this. The most progressive leaders in the country have, uh, have understood, and in the world, have understood the importance of advocacy groups and movement. You know, you might go back first to talk about Fees Must Fall. Fees uh, Must Fall was not a recognized structure in, in higher education, but because uh, government is uh, progressive in thinking, they had to engage them. You look at Black Lives Matter, there's no organization. Uh, no one went and said, no, which organization are you belonging to? Therefore, you can't uh, push Black Lives Matter. So it's disappointing that the deputy president and, and, and the executive uh, cannot uh, engage people who who have the love of the sports going forward. But the, the deputy president had a tough time answering the question about provinces in good standing. He, he, he spoke for five minutes and... and couldn't answer the question. And eventually it came out uh, to say only five were in good standing. Of those five he's mentioning, the, the one thing that we need to understand is that some of those executives are not in good standing because the manner in which they conducted elections were not constitutional. So, so I, I think, I, I, think I, I, must, I must go there. The second part is uh, he mentioned the issue about people working outside the constitution, which is the same thing that he and the executive are doing. Um, they call a meeting on the second or the seventeenth of October um, to sit, but they sent the notice on the seventh of October. The constitution is very clear around the timelines in which the meetings have been called and who calls these meetings. Um, you are asking about the NEC and the NGC, which is the National Executive Council and the National uh, General Council. He ran away from that question. We do not have a National Executive Council. We don't have. We are supposed to have at least 12 people out of 15. We have probably four or five because we don't even know who the National Executive Council and where were they elected. So, so it's one thing to, to blame people, uh, uh, the, the previous administration, um, on the work that they have done, but then come in and do the, exactly the same thing. They were supposed to have elections in 2017. Uh, in 2017, those elections never took place. Since 2016 until now, there was, they, they never had elections. And our term is a four-year term. Our term was supposed to start in 2017 until 2021. But they haven't done so. So now how then can you go back and blame other people and then come in and then do exactly what the power if you're claiming that they're not following the Constitution, why don't you follow the Constitution as well? Uh, but my last point around mm-hmm. the, the Menko, uh, you have, in, in any organization, you are supposed to have a management committee, which is the executive. But if you don't have enough people, how then do you take decisions when you don't form as a quota? We don't have, as a national federation, a treasurer general. Imagine, a whole treasurer general we don't have. Then you're saying to me that this organization is functional. It is dysfunctional. I also asked him just about the outcomes of their president's meeting where they took a number of decisions, but he says that it was an update from the AGM. Is that something that you understand or you accept as the Friends of Basketball Movement that uh, they, they came up with these decisions? 
you see, you see the problem with basketball South Africa. They, they, they continue to jump here. If you, if you put them in a the corner, they jump there. There is no such thing as update. The, the, the notice was clear: is that they were having a president meeting, of which they're not they're not allowed to have. The constitution says it's only the members that can call that meeting or the NEC, not not a, 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 a boys' club or a bunch of people who are friends then come together and decide, okay, fine, we're going to have a meeting. There are people who went to that meeting that don't represent or are chairpersons of, 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 of provinces. For example, Gareth Jason from, from Gauteng. He, he is not a, a member of, 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 of GBA or uh, uh, administrator in terms of um, the consideration. So what was he doing in that meeting? So, so there are people in that meeting that attended that we don't know about. And uh, conveniently enough, we don't have minutes of that meeting. We don't have uh, credentials oh. of that meeting. Oh. So how do we then hold an organization accountable when they can't be transparent with their members? Because we form part of provincial associations. We form part of district associations. Oh, maybe we can send them to you. But anyway, let's play a couple of voice notes. Uh, good evening, Tabiso, and good evening uh, to your guests, uh, both of them. Uh, it's uh, Libra here in East London. Uh, my question to them, have they approached uh, the world governing body for basket fever? You know, just to uh, also tell them about their concerns. And uh, I don't know if they've also they've approached uh, FIBA on this um on the current state, just tell them their concerns about the state of basketball uh, in, the, in, in the country. Uh, thank you very much, Tabis. It's Libra here. Thank you. Hi, Tabis. So it's Jubal here in Durban. Just, uh, I caught this conversation quite late, but I'm intrigued by the fact that we are discussing basketball at a national and provincial level when, in my opinion, it's been really neglected at a grassroots grassroots developmental level. I think that access to soccer fields is quite easy, access to rugby fields and so, so forth is quite easy, but basketball not so much. As a solution, I suggest uh, basketball essay, get in touch with tennis essay. Uh, the tennis courts are similar in size and see if maybe they can get some sort of partnership together to get tennis courts uh, converted into basketball courts, at least one or two per tennis club or something like that, just to improve access to basketball courts and getting our kids out there and actually playing, being exposed to it, even if it is just on a leisurely level. And eventually, you never know, we could have the next LeBron James right here in South Africa. Thank you. Great. Thank you for that voice note. That's a nice one. And usually that's how it happens. You, When you start addressing issues from the top, that's when you know that nothing is happening at the bottom or that's how you know what's, what's happening at the bottom or not happening. It's the same as football. I mean, if you start talking about Bafana, Bafana and Bafana, Bafana lose to Zambia and then people will start going back to focus on development again and grassroots level again. So we're going to take a quick break and I'll let our guests respond to that. And I'm actually seeing fix SA basketball on TV. So it looks like this movement is uh, growing right now. You guys had a TV interview today. I'm actually seeing it right now. Leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. 
Since you only just back to you with with the other voice note that addressed the issue of grassroots and that nothing is happening on the ground, we've already touched on that. So how do we fix things now? For you, what's the way forward, especially now that you've mentioned that you don't think the current leadership can take basketball South Africa forward? I think what's most important for us now is to get the national system back on track. And unfortunately, that would mean that we put the federation under administration. Um, I do believe that you did ask a very timely question and a correct question to the deputy president about the timelines that they have set for this AGM. I I do not think that they can be met. Um, I think our governance structures are so poor at the moment that for us to even get to a point where we're going to request that at the highest level we go to elections. Meanwhile, he himself very specifically said that districts are not working, Mm. that people are not registering, people are not affiliating. So how exactly are we supposed to go to national elections in less than four weeks? But the structure that must actually go and vote are not ready. And unfortunately, this is also one of the parts that he did not take responsibility for in that as BSA right now, they must fix the district. Their job is to govern the sport of basketball. Mm. So if basketball is not working at ground level, then the leadership must take responsibility for that. That's their job. That's why they're supposed to be there. So for me, way forward, we have to take control of basketball South Africa. Um, in the same way, I think that SASCOP members are doing at the moment, but in a different slant to that. Yeah. But we have to take responsibility. We need to make sure that our governance is correct. That's what we need to do. Well, we could have the same mess of a couple of years ago when the elections were disputed. I remember we covered that when I was on another station. Correct. Coach Kim, um, since the last time we spoke, have you reached out to the minister? I know you had intentions to reach out to the minister and to Saskok, especially now that we've seen over the past few days uh, or the past few weeks that the minister has actually uh, intervened in the affairs of Cricket South Africa or proposed to intervene if they don't get their house in order and the board quickly resigned there. So, so Travis, so we, we have reached out to the minister officially um, as, as a movement uh, on, on, on Tuesday. Um, we we are busy now as structures because I see that basketball South Africa doesn't want to to listen, even though they understand these frustrations and they and they they are listening, they're hearing us, but they want someone else to 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 to, to provide that. So uh, the, the structures are going to communicate with the with Sascoc next week um, for Sascoc to to in, intervene with our assistance. Um, but one thing is important here. If basketball South Africa is alone, is not. They're playing hide and seek. They are saying that they had a meeting to discuss an AGM that happened last year, which took decisions of AGM this year. It doesn't make sense. How do you? How does an AGM of last year get you update people of an AGM last year to have an AGM next year or this year? Uh, a month before, it, it 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 doesn't it doesn't make sense. And I like the voice note that was sent around voicing out, mm. asking whether we talked to 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 Fever. To Fever, yeah. So yeah, so 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 this everything that we do in in, in sport or in, in organization, it has to be procedural. 
the, the, the structures of Basketball South Africa in 2016 did follow those processes. Uh, we had five provinces, we had a special member, we had an affiliate who wrote to SASCOC. And said, SASCOC, Basketball South Africa did not follow the right procedure. SASCOC tried to intervene, uh, Basketball South Africa ignored. So the process was there. So now, when the deputy president says once again that no people must go through the structures, but we have done that. There was, there were people in positions in the provinces that did that, and we didn't listen. So now, what must happen? If you're not going to listen to to your provincial administrator that has been elected by the people, who are you going to listen to? So, so hence, as 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 the friends of basketball movement, we have. We, we, we've decided to stand up. Uh, provinces all want assistance. Uh, I'm, I'm in Eastern Cape tomorrow. I'm in the Free State on, uh, on Sunday. So, so we, we will fix basketball. Whether basketball South Africa likes it or not, whether they recognize us or not, uh, but we are going to fix it from various angles, from, from, from the movement, from the structure, from district, from provincial. We are tired of keeping quiet. We are going to speak out, and no one is going to stop us. And has the ministry uh, acknowledged the receipt of your communication? Uh, The minister hasn't yet uh, received, uh, we haven't received any, um, uh, um, what do you call it? Confirmation. Confirmation. Um, But I will will check with the convener who's directly responsible for for communicating with the minister. But the last time I checked, we hadn't received uh, confirmation of receipt. Okay, we'll also follow up for you. By the way, we have tried to invite the minister uh, for the past two weeks just to come and weigh in on this issue and, and other issues affecting South African sport, but we did specifically ask him to come and weigh in on this issue. We haven't uh, received confirmation also from the ministry, so we're going to try again. Hopefully, he'll be available to speak to us next week and we can take this conversation even further. So let's leave it there for now. Since Yoli, Yoli Swalumka, lover of basketball and coach Kimati Toboti, will continue this discussion again next week because I think I still think there's a lot to be discussed here. Even people are SMSing us, uh, Sajin Denza saying that I didn't even know that Basketball South Africa had a president and a vice president. What is going on? So we need to keep people informed about what is happening here and I think this is the start of many conversations going forward. Thank you for joining us tonight. We'll uh, chat again next week. Thank you so much, Kalito. Thank you, Susie. Also, thank you to the Deputy President, by the way, of our Basketball South Africa, Mr. Smongila Fondini. And a cricket update for Chapter 2, if you're still listening to us. The Chennai Super Kings, bottom of the log in the IPL, have beaten the Kolkata Knight Riders by six wickets in today's clash. We'll be back again tomorrow between 6 and 7. Remember, it's Flashback Friday, so it's an early start.